What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No, I say it every day with the people that I'm around. It's not that people are dumb, maybe ignorant. Ignorant means unaware of how things work. We've really realized this in the last six months about a lot of things. How about that? I'm not criticizing you. I've just never met anybody like that before. Everybody in my circle likes a little bit of everything or a lot of everything. But that's the whole idea of diversifying, (laughs) right? Variety is the spice of life. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Variety is the spice of life, I'll tell you, but we've been talking a lot of hockey in a very important time of the year. We are now officially in the stretch drive of the NHL regular season, and this is, as I said at the end of Hour 1, if you're just joining us on Game Plus Television, maybe you've just cracked open Hour 2 with a podcast, you're not listening live, it's a gift. Craig Button is here, TSN's Director of Scouting, answering your questions as we plunge down the home stretch of the NHL regular year. I love that you're not afraid to admit you're wrong that is rare in sport in life you know that well i know you, i'm wrong you don't think everybody else does and they're reminding you they're reminding you <laughs> yeah but i listen you general manager assistant general manager worked in this game forever how could you have counted the flames out a month ago do the math craig you're a I smart did, guy i didn't like the way they were playing i thought there was a lot of d- disconnect and you know you think about how they lost last week to the la kings but boy, did they play a good game on against the LA Kings in a return match last night? Yeah, yeah. And Markstrom, you know, Markstrom to me, ever since Daryl has put a stake in the ground and said Markstrom is my guy, he's got a Markstrom's found his footing. He's been good. Of course, you know it's all in his head, <laughs> <laughs> right? You know that your dad was a goalie. You've learned too much about goaltending. Yeah, well, the <laughs> or, goalies or, 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 or the mental part of goaltending. Well, the interesting part, you're around Kelly Rudy a lot salt of the earth right and i oh, said yeah. to kelly pretty good goalie resource right here kelly do the flames ever ask you about goaltending you could imagine what he... <laughs> no no they don't but they got a goalie coach so well, why would you ask and, kelly rudy well and jason labarber is like he's uh, very good i think he's really good but yeah. but even just talking to other people like just hearing hey kelly what do you see what do you know right and everything and you know it's really really important you know to to tap into different resources and you know, there's Kelly Rudy. I mean, he's sitting right there. Why wouldn't you tap into that resource? They don't. Just well, so. well I mean, to, to to me, that's the, you're doing a disservice to yourself when you don't reach out and you, you're not talking to other people that have perspective, experience, insights, and maybe just oh, I didn't think about that. Like, that, pardon me, that might have changed, by the way, because. Kelly's been through the mental thing in 93 playoffs, right? When Rob Stauber replaced him in the crease. So maybe the Flames have gone to Kelly. I'd like to think that they have because something's happened with Markstrom. He's back on his game. Well, maybe he is. And, and you know what? I know how competitive Jacob is. We know how good he is. Sometimes you go through these stretches where you, you have a difficult time finding your game and, and whatnot. But I, I think for Daryl to just say, you're the guy. Now he doesn't have to think about it. He doesn't have to think. I just got to get in there and play. You know, he's a competitive player really competitive so now you got to find a way through it you you know what you give up one don't give up the next one and that's where grant fear was so phenomenal i i got to work with grant for a couple of years and you know grant never tried to portray himself as somebody that could 
you know, teach the technicalities of the position, but he understood the position and he understood, you know, what went into the position, not just, you know, not just from playing it, but also from the, he'd go and sit with the young goaltenders and he would just talk to them and just say, hey, listen, you know, did, did, did you try to let that go in? No. He goes, okay, so what did you see? Right? Like, what did you do? He goes, sometimes you got to learn on your own. You know, like mm -hmm. the goalie coach isn't there in your ear. Hey, Jacob, uh, you know, on that last goal, you know, make sure you're over six inches. You got to figure things out on your own. Grant was unbelievable at being able to talk to the and, and give them give them license to solve some of the, the problems that they're going to face. It's not easy. It is not an easy position. So I, I will get to the viewer comments uh, again. I still have more for Craig myself, sure, but there's a lot. Yep. Pardon me. Let's go. Well, a lot of the Bedard thing. Uh, Jennifer watching from the Four Seasons Sports Palace in the Queen City says, out of the three bottom teams, what team would be best for Bedard? And I actually have it written down. It's Columbus, Chicago, and San Jose. They would obviously have the best odds to get him. Which of those three would be the best fit? Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah? His left winger would be Johnny Goudreau, and his right winger would be Patrick Laine. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, Johnny Goudreau, he picked Columbus, and everybody couldn't figure out why he picked Columbus. He could just say, well, I had a feeling maybe Bedard was going to come here. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, Bedard's going to make an, an, an impact, and I think his impact can be really significant with those two guys. And and that's a good team. Wawrinski's out for the year. He's a number one defenseman. They got a lot of good young players. Bedard just slides in there perfectly as their number one center. That's where I... Listen, I think the San Jose Sharks are four or five years away. I think that it, it, right now they're trying to work through some of their cap situation. It's messy. And and I don't say that in, 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 a, in, in a derogatory. Just there's going to be time there. And the Chicago Blackhawks are just as messy. Yes. Kate, well, answer me a question to the degree that you know. Somebody said if Chicago's rebuilding, which eventually they're going to have to admit they are, how do you trade a Kirby dog? Wouldn't he be a centerpiece of... I asked that question last summer when they made that trade. Like, you know, yeah. like, you know, okay, so when, when you, you know, I, I made this joke, Rod, that, you know, Chelsea Dagger used to be their song. Yeah. And then last summer they changed it to Burning Down the House. Like <laughs> they should be. <laughs> well, that's what they did. I mean, yeah. and that's why. I mean, Alex DeBrincat, Kirby Doc. I mean, they just they just said, okay, this is what we're doing. And you know what? I, I I admire Kyle Davidson for just saying this is the path we're going on, right? And you know, I, I don't understand. I mean, they they ended up drafting uh, Kevin Korchinski, who's a really good oh, yeah. defenseman in Seattle. But that's three years down the road. Keep in mind when they drafted Taze in '06 and Kane in '07. They had Seabrook, they had Keith, they had... The pieces were there, they big had pieces Sharp, were they there. Had the, the, yeah. Like the Chicago Blackhawks right now don't have pieces. There's no pieces there in their lineup. Uh, good questions. Jason and Red Deer goes back to the Flames. He says, Craig, seeing Dan Vladar playing so good and Dustin Wolf in the system, should the Flames try moving Markstrom and his salary to try and shore up somewhere else? It, it, it's it's a thought you have to put into place. Dustin Wolf, for four consecutive seasons, has been the best goaltender in his respective league, and that includes the CHL when he was with Everett in the Western Hockey League, and the two years in the in the American Hockey League. We're not. He's been the best goaltender in the league for four consecutive years. This guy's a big timer. This guy's going to be a number one goaltender in the National Hockey League. So when you have that player, you got Markstrom after this year with three years left. Vladar's contract kicks in for two years after that. You know what? You're going to have to make room for him because ultimately you cannot, unless you're going to, and maybe Dustin Wolf becomes the guy, right? But at the end of the day, if you're looking to try to improve your team, you have to consider where your strengths are and then look at where, where the options are. Those Calgary Wranglers are home tonight, by the way. I can't remember the promotion. I want to say it's SpongeBob Night. Or, do you guys know? Anyways, it's tonight, Wranglers home. It's beat the Henderson Silver Knights. Is that what it is? Oh, I know. I'm going out for supper tonight with they some friends. They play 1 p.m. on Friday. Yeah, too, I same. think I'll go to that one. Yeah. Maybe that's the game they were talking about. It was kids, kids Day, yeah, yeah. 1 p.m. Is that Henderson again? Yep. Yeah. Uh, okay, go down and see Huey and uh, Manny Viveros. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, by the way, this is what I'm loving about being in Calgary is the hockey people. And before I, I'll just pause their comments. Our guy, Les Jackson... The ageless Les Jackson, he said he was driving to Regina to watch the Pats on the weekend. I said, oh, did he go see the Holy Child? Holy Child? You could imagine his reaction. 
He said, why? <laughs> we're not getting drafted. <laughs> I don't know where Florida's picking, but at nowhere near number one. Well, that's, that, that's exactly what less. Yeah. Honestly, Rod, scouting, there's a lot of inefficiencies in scouting. And you know what? I go to games, right, and you're watching, and I, I'm always amazed that, like, you know, so Connor Bedard is playing, and, and you know, there's no other significant. And you're going, like, what are you doing here? Like, what are you doing here? Like that, there's somebody's like, watching. You know that. I don't, well, there's somebody. You, you basically have... No, I've broken down the math. You have about 27 weekends to scout, about 95 days. You better make those 95 days count. Work. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know, unless you're, and, and, and like, what you got to be doing is everybody knows Bedard's the best player. Why would you, even, even if you're Columbus, you're not going to watch Bedard. You better go, and, and this is what Mark Hunter did a couple of years ago when they were, in, when he was in Toronto running the scouting. Everybody goes, oh, they're over in Finland. They're looking at uh, Lion A and Pooley Arvey. He said, yeah, we were, in case we didn't win the lottery, because it was clear who we were taking at one. We right. needed, to, we needed yeah. to know who he would take if we didn't win the lottery. So that's exactly what you're doing. Don't, any, any team, there should be no teams watching Connor Bedard now. No right. teams. No teams. Go and spend your time watching players. So if you're Columbus, okay, who, who, who are the other three guys on our list after Bedard? We better, Fantilli's playing in the NCAA, right? Leo Carlson, you know, who's four? Who's five? Like, who else comes into your category? That's who you need to watch. Better get our European guy watching Mishkov, right? Well, you, the problem with Mishkov is contract and eyes haven't been on him from the decision makers. He's going to get drafted in the first round. He might get drafted in the top five. I think the perfect fit for Mishkov, you asked me about Bedard. I think it's the Arizona Coyotes. They can wait till 2026. That's where their timetable is at with a new arena th potentially. I think, well, somebody's going to have to take a risk. So who's best positioned to take a risk? Why not? I think the Arizona right. Coyotes are. They got lots of good young players. They got Logan Cooley. They got Connor Geeky playing in Winnipeg. You know, Dylan Gunther, who, who was sent back and is playing in Seattle, a chance at the Memorial Cup again. And so he didn't play last year because he got hurt during the Western Hockey League final. But, you know, when you think about, when I look at a team that I think is a perfect match for drafting Mitchkoff, it's the Arizona Coyotes. I don't know why there's this narrative, but I'm going to ask the question anyways, because Nelson, our VP of Sim Events, writes in, he says, is there a scenario whereby Bedard gets reassigned to Regina next year? Yeah, I guess if the league decides, if the National Hockey League decides that they have to shut down their league. Right. There's a lockout. <laughs> he just said the first line center in Columbus. He's not going back to junior. Okay, let me just tell you this about Connor. Okay, I'm just going to go into time here. Okay. This century, what he has done in junior hockey as a first-time eligible draft player is unprecedented. And so you go, well, wait a second, Craig. What about Sidney Crosby? What about Connor McDavid? Here's why it's unprecedented. Both those players, Crosby and McDavid, dominated their respective leagues. Crosby with Ramuski in the Quebec League, McDavid with Erie in the Ontario Hockey League. And that's exactly what Connor, McDa uh, Connor Bedard has done. But where Connor Bedard is doing something that's unprecedented, those other two guys never dominated the World Junior Tournament at this age like Connor. Connor Bedard wasn't just the best player, he was the best player by a mile at the World Junior Tournament. Those other two guys didn't do it. That's why what he's doing is unprecedented. In his junior career, 15, 16, and 17 years of age, goal a game, two points a game. Unbelievable what Connor Bernard has done. There is no scenario other than the NHL not playing games next year where Connor Bernard, and I'm not so sure that he didn't, well, he has to go back because of the, 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 the contract you signed. That's the only scenario he goes back to. Sorry, Pats fans. Get your tickets now. Pats and Blades, round one. <laughs> he could have four games left minimum, and who knows if they could upset the Saskatoon Blades. I'd love to see it. So, Rich in Edmonton. Craig, who's the starting goalie for the Vegas Golden Knights in game one? I, I think they have to hope it's Logan Thompson. It's not Jonathan Quick. And Jonathan Quick, I think, has Hall of Fame credentials. He's going to have a statue up outside the arena in L.A. He's done it. But listen, a big problem with the L.A. Kings was their goaltending with Jonathan Quick. Jonathan Quick is not the answer to anybody's questionable goaltending. You say that because that's where he's at. At This great competitor. We know what he's done. Not capable any longer. They better hope Logan Thompson's ready.
Well, uh, Quick didn't get the win last night. His numbers have declining. I think, yeah, the good times His are His numbers over. are some of the worst in the league yeah, amongst yeah. goaltenders. I tried to say not as <laughs> and, good. And to my friend in Edmonton, along with Jack Campbell. <laughs> yeah. You're not sold on Edmonton goaltending again. No, I like Stuart Skinner. Ah, I, I, not sold on Jack Campbell. Oh, no, no. I, yeah. I, I think that Jay Woodcroft has uh, put a stake in the ground. Stuart Skinner's his guy. Uh, by the way... I'm not, you're probably not aware of this, but we have a guy on our staff. His name's Craig Smith. Uh, he's been through some health issues. We call him our director of scouting because he's a two-time Great Cup champion personnel guy in the CFL. And he's watching right now. And he writes it. He says, dang, I love Craig Button. <laughs> he's like the U of football, okay, in the Canadian Football League. And he's a Winnipeg guy. But he loves his hockey, too, so I just wanted to pass that along. We have our director of scouting, too, you know. Well, yeah, hey, listen, you know what? Scouting, you know, everybody's watching. Uh... How do you mean? Well, you're out. If you're watching a game, you're scouting. Right. You don't, you don't realize that. I, I, I can't begin to tell you how many times over the course of, of, of years I have former players come to me and go, well, what about scouting? I said, you've scouted your whole life. What do you mean? I go, when well, you're sitting on the bench, you're not watching other players, what they're doing, or you're not watching how things are unfolding. I go, yeah. I said, now there's a different element to watching younger players, but you've been scouting your whole life. Fans scout. Fans go, I like that player, I don't like that player. Why do you like that player? Well, I love the way he skates. I love the way he dangles, right? So when I say everybody's watching, everybody's scouting. And the beautiful thing about hockey in Canada is that, and I say this all the time, there's, I mean, you, people, you owe experts. Canada hockey courses through our veins. There's millions of experts in Canada I know. That, 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 that know hockey and everything. And, you know, you feel blessed and fortunate to be able to work in hockey like I have. Your dad, long time. And so you, you feel lucky. But there are millions and millions of people in Canada that are experts on hockey. Well, my brother often says, he goes, our dad did what he loved every single day of his life. He goes, well, if we could all live like Jim Peterson, farm in the summer and watch hockey in the winter, what could be better? Um, You're right. Yeah. But, and he did. And, and yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you know how much I love your dad. I mean, he was a great influence on me just in the way he carried himself and the respect he had. All you had to do was be around Jim and watch him walk into an arena and watch the way he was received. And the way he, there was never a person I ever saw your dad interact with where he didn't give that person the greatest respect and the greatest due. It was, he was a great that, guy. Well, he, he was. He was an unbelievable guy and, and a model and a model of, of, of decency. And, you, you know, he was awesome. And Thank like, you. Yeah, unbelievable. I appreciate that. Have you got time for one more segment oh, with sure. us? All right. Yeah. Craig Button with us, TSN's director of scouting, answering your questions. Arash Madani coming up a little later on in hour two. We're live from the Great Eagle Resort and Casino on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, iHeartRadio, and we are Atlanta's NHL show on 99.1 FM, WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. PlayNow.com A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to PlayNow.com and enter promo code RPSHOW to redeem your special offer. That's promo code RPSHOW for your special offer. PlayNow.com Must be 19+. plus. Use your game sense.
Live from that beautiful spot, Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, the gateway to the foothills right here, Calgary's entertainment destination. Uh, as promised, Craig Button with us for one more segment, and then Arash Madani with us. We're going to talk about last night's Canada win over Honduras in CONCACAF play. They move on to the semifinals in Vegas. And some Blue Jays, too. They open up at St. Louis on Thursday. But TSN's director of scouting, Craig Button, is here, and Craig Smith, our director of scouting is written in and he's joined us late he said he had rehab this morning i told you he's going through some health issues and he just he asked if we talked about the jets yet and 30 to 45 seconds do you want to uh, wrap up he goes talk about disappointing last night three nothing to the bottom team of the nhl um i'll let you recount okay 35 40 seconds 54 games the jets were the best team in the western conference doing everything right you know everything team defense hellebuck was back to Vezina form top players were doing what they needed to do in terms of scoring since that point in time, I, st I think Hellebuck's their most valuable player. I think he's been oh, yeah. phenomenal this year. I think that they're getting lots of good, strong play from from their, from their other parts of their lineup. The bottom line is Shifley, Wheeler, Connor, to an extent, Ehlers. They're not, they're, in fact, they're giving them very little. And, they're not getting, and when you're getting very little from your top players, it becomes really tough to win. So if those guys, Rick Bonus has said it. You're going to face adversity. You're going to face uh, teams that are going to really push hard against you. You got to push harder. You got to push back. They're not pushing back, and then, and it's a decision the players have to make. Last year, I said it. I thought they had coaching issues. This year, I think it's very, now with the coaching change. I don't think it's with Rick Bonus. I think they got player issues. Take a good long look in the mirror, those guys, if you want to not have to stand up at the end of the season and talk about another disappointing finish. We've talked about a lot of Western Conference teams, but let's swing it around. We are on Game Plus Television, anchored out of Toronto. Leafs-Panthers tonight at Scotiabank Arena. That's the game of the night as far as I'm concerned. Panthers looking to snap a four-game slide. Leafs rolling. What do we expect? Well, you know, Paul Maurice uh, said after the game against Ottawa, yeah, I liked our game. You liked your game. You gave up, you're undisciplined, you gave up three power play goals. How can you like your game going against a team that, you know, is out of the playoffs and you're trying to make ground up? Like, there's no way you can like your, so you're going into Toronto, Paul Coach in Toronto. Bottom, the simple thing, they play Toronto on Wednesday, Montreal on, on Thursday. They better find a way to get three of four points somehow, some way. And if you don't do that, you're just, giving away chances to be in the playoffs. It's hard to believe, I talked about Calgary earlier, the biggest hockey trade of the offseason was Calgary and Florida. By far. Florida was the President's Trophy winners. Who would have ever thought that we'd be talking about the Florida Panthers and the Calgary Flames potentially missing the playoffs this year? I, I know th those two organizations weren't. So some real significant work ahead for the, tr for the Florida Panthers. And Austin I Matthews thought they were gonna, I thought they were going to meet in the Stanley Cup final. Well, and they might miss the playoffs. <laughs> Did you predict that? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of eating crow, to the Leafs, Austin Matthews just rolling. Yeah, he's really found that next level, hasn't he? And, you know, I think that that bodes really well for the Leafs going into the playoffs. And, you know, Ryan O'Reilly's going to come back into the lineup, and I think that that's going to really, really help Austin Matthews and John Tavares, and by extension, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because you can put Ryan O'Reilly out against anybody. You can play him with anybody, and he's going to provide uh, a, a real map towards success. And I think that that, that was a terrific move by Cal Dubas. I think I saw... You might know better than me. Mitch Marner, I think, is on a 10-game point streak rolling into this. All these regular season stats are nice, but you know that they're all thinking it's put-up-or-shut-up time. It clearly is with the general manager on an expiring contract. Six years, this team has not won a playoff round. They, they've been in the playoffs every year under the Matthews-Marner regime, and they haven't had success. You know, it'll be the, the only thing that matters for the Toronto Maple Leafs right now is the playoff season. Exactly. If they lose every game up until then, doesn't matter. They need to be ready. And again, we talk about the Winnipeg Jets and their players. Listen, you got to find a way to perform under the brightest spotlight and under what they, what for them is their greatest challenge. And I'm not saying, I think they can beat Tampa Bay, but their greatest challenge is showing themselves that they can win a playoff series. Yeah, no kidding. And you know, it's funny, by the way, we just talk about players, our teams on the bubble right now. Look at the Islanders. They got uh, Washington tonight. Lou Lamarilla rolls in there. 
Fires Trotsy, which was not a popular move in the Trots camp, obviously. But this trade to get Brock, uh, Bo Horvat, look at their fortune since. I'd love to know their record since they got Bo Horvat. It's been really good. There's something about Luke. Well, they needed, he needed, he knew what he needed. The goaltending was good. The defense was solid. He needed some more scoring. He needed to take some pressure off his top players. So Bo comes in there. He can play a lot. He can do a lot of the heavy lifting, two-way heavy lifting. You know, Kyle Palmieri is now scoring. You know, Brock Nelson and Anders Lee have been really good players. Keep this in mind. This has all been without Matt Barzell. Ooh, potentially their best player. Most skilled player, for sure. Well, there's a difference between most skilled and most <laughs> I know, talented and best what, player. You know what I mean. I'm just saying, I do know what you mean. But yeah. like, think of, just, just stop and think about that. Think about the Minnesota Wild without Kaprizov doing what they're doing right now. So, when I, listen, I'm not demeaning or, or denigrating uh, Barzell. Or, they're, they're excellent players, don't get me wrong. But it shows you that it takes more than just one good player or a couple of good players. It takes a team to be successful. Sure. And when you talk about that, you obviously examine the money side of the game. I'm still a fan, and I look at hockey trades as hockey trades. And in Florida, where I spent half my time, they're like, it was money, Rod. It was money. That's why we traded Huberto and Uyghur. It was an all-money thing. And I should stop there. Matthew Kachuk's three points away from 100 points. Oh. I want to see him get it. Oh, he'll get it. We should. He might get it tonight. <laughs> no, I mean, Matthew's a, yeah. th There's two things about Matthew. First of all, He's a unique player. There are not very many players like Matthew no, Kachuk in the league. Not anymore. And, and, and he's a great player. And just go back and look at his record. He, he, he's, he's been a winner. He has won at the, at, at the U18 level with Team USA. He's won a Memorial Cup with the London Knights. That guy is only focused on one thing, finding a way to win. He's a great player. He's one of the top players in the National Hockey League. Yes. And let's be honest, I don't know where you are on this Flames thing in Daryl, but what I'm hearing, you soak it up in this town, that it doesn't make the Flames nor Daryl look very good that Matthew's doing that in Miami, or Sunrise. No, it, it, it never does, right? Like, you know, you, you make a trade, and listen, Brad Trey Living, you know, was, was faced and confronted with a scenario that he had to address. He did. He got talent back, but again, you know, Huberto is different than, than Kachuk. And, you know, your team changes and because your players change. And I think that, you know, where, where the Flames have struggled this year is offensively. And, you know, you know Daryl has been a – I think he's a Hall of Fame coach. I think he's done wonderful things in his career. And I always say this, he maximizes the individual talents of the players and the potential of the team. That's a coach's job. I don't think he's done that this year. To uh, the level that I expect Daryl Sutter to do it at. Thank you for the analysis. Uh, where is it here? Craig uh, in Regina says, can the Buffalo Sabres slip into the playoffs? Do they have what it takes? And where do you see them going? Oh, the, the, they're on an upward trend. That, that, that's going to be a really good team. Just think about, you know, you got Tage Thompson, you got Tuck, you got Dylan Cousins, the workhorse from Whitehorse, who's yeah. really moved ahead. I mean, they got lots of good young players. They're going to be able to think about doing different things with those young players to strengthen their team in other areas. Uh, you know, I think Lukanen's a good goaltender. They just got Devin Levi from Northeastern. I, I think he is a lot like Dustin Wolf. Like, oh, yeah. You know, I, he, might, he, he might be a year away, but I, I think he's there. That's a team that's on the rise. Listen, the Pittsburgh Penguins go into Detroit on Tuesday night. They fall behind 3-0. They tie it up 3-3. They fall behind 4-3. They tie it up 4-4. Then they lose 7-4. I have big concerns. Like, I kept thinking, like, I think the Islanders are home and cooled out for the playoffs. I think the fight now is Florida, Pittsburgh, Ottawa, and Buffalo have got themselves back in the hunt. And what a fight. Oh, what a great I mean, fight. It is. And they play each other. Like yeah. Florida's going to play Ottawa, and Florida's going to play Buffalo, and like you, you're going to get an opportunity to, to play against these teams. Oh, boy, now they're getting fun and cheeky. By the way, my brother's watching. You know Lee, don't you, the yes, Cowboy? Sure do, yeah. He says, what happened to your nose? He's talking to me. It's this dry air out here. I'm spontaneously combusting. You've lived out here long enough. What do you do? I asked Trisha, the coffee girl. She says, drink more water. That's what you have what do you, to do. You have to drink. That's what it you know, is. Yeah, it is. It, you, you know, I drink, I probably drink three liters of water a day. Wow. Because it's just natural. You just have to do it. It's right? so just dry out here. It is. It is. There's coffee no doesn't count, it. I guess. No, coffee does count as a liquid. Oh, so that can, okay, good. It does. No, the, 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 don't dispel that. The, don't dispel that. Theo was here on Wednesday dropping bombs, sitting in that chair, <laughs> as you can imagine. He says, leaves out. 
In round one, guaranteed because they don't have the guys that'll do the heavy lifting. Logan writes in and he says, will it be four or five for the Leafs? And they've got Tampa, right? Yeah, Tampa has their own issues. And you know what? The, the thing I say about Tampa is it took them to seven games last year. The margins were real thin. It's a 2-1 game in game seven. You know what? Tampa Bay's been there, done that, won that. You can never, ever underestimate the Tampa Bay Lightning. And, and it, you know, you talk about resolve. They have a resolve. And, and, they've, and they've steeled that resolve by winning. And they know what it takes. You know, you think about them going and playing Carolina. I mean, that, 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 that was a heck of a game on Tuesday night versus Carolina. They beat New Jersey two out of three. Yeah, I know the, there's games when you look at them. Never, ever underestimate the Tampa Bay. But a, a Tampa Bay-Toronto series is not going to be over in four or five games. Not in my Seven view. last year. Yeah, I think right? the margins are too thin. Yeah. Uh, New Jersey, they are in the top five statistically, and I do a top five, bottom five every week. We'll get to that later, but... Uh, New Jersey's too young, aren't they? Inexperienced? I know we say that, but I, I've compared them. They're a good team, and we can look at experience. But I also go back to the 2008 Pittsburgh Penguins. Sidney Crosby, you know, he was, he was young. Malkin was young. They were, all, they, they were a young team, and, you know, they were, they were moving forward. And they ended up finding themselves all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Then they yeah. won in 2009. And so if I'm looking for a comparable team, I would think that New Jersey with Jack Hughes, who's found his way in his fourth year, you know, I think that they're, I think that this is a team that, uh, you know, you can look at the youth and the inexperience, but statistically, they're not doing anything by accident. Yeah. You Nico Hischer might be the most underrated. He might be one of the top underrated two-way players in the National Hockey League. Yeah, it might be because of where he plays. I don't know. Yeah, you know how that goes. Yeah, you know, of course. You, 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 play in a, you play in a place where there's not the same uh, notoriety, but I absolutely think that could be the case. Um, my last thing before I let you go, and you saw something popped in my head. I didn't want to let you go without bringing this up. Lindy Ruff is their coach. Matthew Barnaby, close friend of mine. You're a book reader. Have you had a chance to peruse Barney's book at all? I, I did. Did you read it? Well, there was a lot of good coloring in it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) right, comes with crayons. Barney would love that. Um, But he talked about well, two great things. One was challenging Lindy Ruff to a fight in the bar. Oh my God, I love it. I love Barney. As do you. And he had well, you were gone from Dallas by the time Barney showed up, eh? Yes. But he said the most wonderful things about Dave Tippett and the organization when Barney's career ended uh, there. He just had to hang him up. It was, he said the way they treated him was... Dave Tippett, you might find people as good as Dave Tippett. You're not going to find people better than Dave Tippett. I mean, he's, he's, he's phenomenal. I'll tell you a quick story, too, about Lindy. Yeah. You know, back in, I think it was 2014, 2013 or 2014, uh, Dallas Stars were retiring Mike Medano's jersey. And it was a big celebration. It was a huge celebration, as it should have been. And it was also a celebration of the 99 Stanley Cup team. And Lindy was the coach of the Dallas Stars at that time. I I can only tell you this. Lindy was so gracious and so respectful of that. And and you think about him being on the other side of Buffalo in 99 and, you know, know, the famous no goal and everything. Like, but I'll tell you what, Lindy is, is, is a phenomenal, phenomenal person. And, you know, I remember we were at a, we were at a function somewhere around there. It was before the big event and his wife said, this is really, really hard, she says. But the people are so nice <laughs> that you know, you know, you you can't help but but, like, but respect it or like it, yeah. And but that Lindy, and that doesn't surprise me that Matthew would say that because Lindy's phenomenal. Yeah, we uh, were through our time. Thank you so much. I appreciate you spending all this time with us. You Thank ask. I always try to be here whenever I can. I pre- we changed everything <laughs> for that. So thanks, uh, TSN's director of scouting, Craig Button, with us. Arash Madani is in next on video chat. We're live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino, the beautiful gateway to the foothills on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and WQEE 99.1 FM. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
On the beautiful Sutina Nation, we are at Great Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination, your gateway to the foothills. Let's not wait any longer. It's been far too long. Every time I chat with Arash, it's too long since the last one. Let's bring him in here, and we got a lot of things to get to today. Good to see your smiling face, my man, but I know you won't be smiling with our opening topic. Our good friend Derek Myers passing away at the age of 45 on Tuesday. Sportsman, politician, mental health advocate, husband and father. A tough one for everybody that knew him and loved him. All of those things, Roddy. And I think from a sports standpoint, one thing that we really need to remember about Derek is, you know, I got to know him when he first started to work at Global Regina, and then obviously um, in the radio days back when we used to do our tete-a-tetes. But Derek, from a sports standpoint, was a champion of local, local sports, local athletes, local teams, local stories, and believed in those. If it came to amateur athletes, if it came to the university game, if it meant little kids doing great things in the community. Derek was the one who was really showcasing that. But he had no problem, Roddy. Remember all those segments all those years ago? But, you know, he had no problem putting the rider's feet to the fire when it came to the professional side either. And uh, he was a good friend to a lot of us. Uh, he was a good friend to so many, and condolences to his uh, to his families and loved ones, Derek was Derek was one of the good ones. Uh, well said. A pro's pro in our business and just a really good human being. You're right. Um, hey, I saw your hit from BMO last night. Looked like fun. Canada beating Honduras 4-1. They're off to Vegas for the semifinals. Uh, talk about the vibe and what this means for Canada. Well, I mean... Here's what's here's what's interesting, Roddy. Like I think a lot of Canadian fans last saw this group of players together at the World Cup, and yeah, this was a homecoming. Um, the first time they played together, been on home soil since Qatar. But this is now a different era, a different time. I mean, as of now, it is about the preparation for 2026 on home soil. And there's two takeaways from last night really that stand out from the soccer side. One is that John Herdman and the players have talked about the importance to lift trophies. And it was Steven Ostacchio, who's dominating over in Porto right now, one of the premier clubs in the world, who said, you know, if we go our whole careers without winning, it's a waste. What's the point? And Herdman says, you know, we need to lift those trophies. And Atiba Hutchinson, the outgoing captain, said the same. But the other point is this, Rod. And I think that Qatar really exposed this. It's one thing to beat the CONCACAF countries. The Hondurases, the Jamaicas, the, you know, we could start listing them. Uh, Costa Rica's, whatever. But if Canada is to be a World Cup nation, they have to have the preparation of going up against the elite in the world. And last night, Herdman used his platform to say, we need to be playing the, the big countries in the world. We need the funding to be able to do this. And the question, stop if you've heard this before around Canada soccer of late, that people within the program have, they're whispering to me last night is, where's the World Cup money? Why aren't we doing this? And for Canada to be in a, be in a position to contend, compete, deal with the big boys at the World Cup, which they ran into and we all saw what happened there, uh, last November and December, for Canada to be a threat, that's the preparation they need. Otherwise, this whole CONCACAF stuff is just a waste of time. Uh, could there be more hype in your mind for Canada hosting the next World Cup? Well, like it's three years away, right? And yesterday, here's the first game these players have come back from. There was next to no marketing in the city Ticket prices were outrageous. They closed the upper deck, Roddy, on both sides. It's like, what, what is this organization doing? What is this governing body doing? Here's a chance to really say, okay, first of all, Alfonso Davies is coming back, the mo one of the most marketable athletes in this country. Two, this could be the final time Atiba Hutchinson suits up in a national team uniform. Let's have a send-off for Atiba. And three, let's do a countdown to 2026. None of that happened last night. And it's, it's becoming very clear that many of the folks over at Canada Soccer are fully ill-equipped 
to handle what goes into running a national governing body. And now the former president, Nick Bontis, is going to Parliament Hill on Thursday, and he's got some he's got some questions that he's going to have to answer there, too. Uh, how about our friends with the Canadian Football League? Combine was in Edmonton. I was there. It was fun. A success for sure. What did you hear coming out of there? Well, let's go back a little bit, Rod, because you and I have talked about this over the years. What, what is your read interpretation of why they have put a staff salary cap in place? What's your take? What do I, I think because they can't, they're losing money and can't afford to pay people the way they used to. Okay. If that's the case, this would be team and organization driven, right? So you would think that if this is what the organizations want, the last thing that could possibly even be up for questioning or debate is cap circumvention, right? <laughs> well, I would hope. <laughs> Where are we going? With you were there, right? You were there, <laughs> yes. weren't you? So yeah. we were told that John Huffnagel has left the football operations side of the Calgary Stampeders organization. And he's now the president emeritus or whatever it is that he is. And Dave Dickinson's the head coach and GM. Well, Roddy, you were there. Was John Huffnagel there? Was John yeah. Huffnagel watching players run 40s? Was John Huffnagel watching drills go on? Was John Huffnagel around the testing? If Looked like it to me. So how does that work? I just wonder. I just wonder. Because if you have stepped aside from being the general manager, if you are no longer counting towards the staff cap, why would you be interested in what the 40 times of some of these draft prospects are? Hmm. Just wonder. Yeah, well, I'm just kind of wading my way into this market and how certain teams do things and so forth. And you broke the story that Huff was stepping down. They denied it. And then, of course, he did <laughs> a month later. Right. Yeah, I never gave you or the maybe he congratulatory. <laughs> I never gave you the pat on the back for that. So here it is. Um, but what the Sam's people said to me was that, yeah, he stepped down in name, but he'll always be around. So as long as he's around, he's going to be around. Your question is, is he being paid? Well, why would he be around if he's not being paid? So I get what you're saying, but so the staff, yeah, what's the answer to for that? some people, not for others. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah we're just having the chat and getting... Right. What else did, was your takeaway? Like, what do you know about the Atlantic thing? That I'm missing? Honestly, uh, honestly, not a ton. And I've been following the reports. I've been following the people who aren't interested. My concern, I shouldn't say concern. My wonder is this. They are saying now, Rod, that the league is that they're okay in a, what are they calling it? Not a semi-permanent um, facility. Um, but going into St. Mary's and having... Temporary. You know, temporary. Temporary, permanent, yeah, temporary. Or whatever they're calling it. What, if they get in there, and who knows if that happens or not, how long is temporary, permanent going to be okay? And how long after the organization is there for a few years does the push come on of, we need taxpayer money to build a new stadium because that's what this league needs. That's how you get a great cup here. That's what the economic, that, that's, that to me is the read on what's happening what the strategy may be. But I still wonder about all of it. I wonder about ownership. I wonder about the structure. Um, I wonder, I wonder there's so many layers to this that to me at each turn come with question marks and i'm an east coaster i grew up in the maritimes i used to go watch chris flynn sling the football around with st mary's I, i've always thought that halifax would be a great destination if if a there's a stadium b there's good local ownership 
And I always thought the stadium would be a byproduct of landing something like the Pan Am Games or the Commonwealth Games, something that would come along with that. Husky Stadium was inadequate 20 years ago. Husky Stadium, even in a semi-permanent whatever, is inadequate now. Um, I remember you and I, um, gosh, how many years ago was it when the BC Lions were at Empire Stadium when they were doing the Renaults to BC Place after the Olympics? Yeah. Um, it felt intimate. It felt cool. Um, players were dressing in trailers to come out and play a professional football game. It just, there was a lot of it that, you know, you're like, uh, I want this to work, but it just doesn't. And the situation in Halifax at Husky Stadium is probably worse. So um, they're going to they're gonna need a, a stadium solution. And the last time we really heard from the mayor of Halifax, is when Mayor Savage told our friend Justin Dunk, I told, and granted, this is a year ago now, uh, less than a year ago, was when he told Dunk, I told the commissioner that if he wants to play a professional football game, he can play in the parking lot of the McMack Mall. So I, I think the temperature has improved between the city and the league and the situation in the league. The sense I get, Rod, and I don't know about you, is that there's still a long way to go, though. I get the sense that it's incredibly unorganized. And I asked you because I'm not really following it anymore. I'm done. I'm out. Uh, we are way over time. You understand. Thanks for the time, brother. We're due for one of these. So keep in touch. You got it. Great to see you, bud. The wonderful Arash Madani of Rogers Sportsnet. Always great to see him, too. We'll be right back with Overtime. Stick around. We're live on Game Plus TV, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE 99.1 FM. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. PlayNow.com A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to PlayNow.com and enter promo code RPSHOW to redeem your special offer. That's promo code RPSHOW for your special offer. PlayNow.com Must be 19 plus. Use your game sense. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. are at the beautiful Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, live on the stage bar at a very special time of the show. It's overtime, which is, as always, brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and the National Hockey League. And I know that we had talked earlier about bringing the moose back for overtime. Do we have the moose in overtime or not? Because I know we don't have a lot of time here. Yeah, no, no, don't worry about it. Then we will not. Uh, I can handle it the rest of the way. So we do have our NHL top five, bottom five. As a matter of fact, the logo is on the screen for those watching on Game Plus and YouTube and so forth. So let's go. Your top five, bottom five in this next to last week of the regular season in the National Hockey League. Let's go. The number one team remains the Boston Bruins. The only question now is, uh, will they win the Stanley Cup? They're off to their best regular season ever. I'm kind of hoping that they do. Number one, Boston Bruins. Number two, the Carolina Hurricanes. 
I'm starting to believe now is their time. The Carolina Hurricanes are the number two team in the National Hockey League in our rankings. Number three, it's the New York Rangers. They've shot right up there. They're the hottest team in the NHL right now, or at least one of them. They've won three in a row, eight of their last ten. The New York Rangers, the third-ranked team in the NHL. Long live Patrick Kane. Number four, the Vegas Golden Knights. Notwithstanding their loss to the Edmonton Oilers last night, they're getting their game together at the right time. They've got too many guys for the crease. That's a good problem to have. And number five is the Edmonton Oilers. They are peaking at the right time. You go, Jay. Eight, one, and one in their last 10. They're the fifth best team in the National Hockey League, and that's where we had them last week. To the bottom five in the NHL, the 28th teams, the Arizona Coyotes. They've lost five in a row. Is it too late to join the Connor Bedard sweepstakes? It might be, but they're trying. Number 29, the Anaheim Ducks. They've lost five in a row. The Ducks are who we thought they were. The 30th team is the San Jose Sharks, third worst. One, six, and three in their last 10. And quite frankly, not much hope for the franchise. Although Connor Bedard would look good in teal. Second worst team, the Chicago Blackhawks. They've lost six in a row. They've become very good at Hashtag bad for Bedard. And the worst team in the NHL remains the Columbus Blue Jackets. They've got a lock on it. There is no doubt who's the worst team in the NHL. That's your top five, bottom five for our friends at Bet Regal, your exclusive betting partner of the RP show. A sports update before we go uh, and say goodnight or good day. The Toronto Raptors are off today after beating the Miami Heat 106-92. On Tuesday behind Scotty Barnes, career high 12 assists. The Raps will embark on a five-game roadie looking to keep pace in the play-in race. They are uh, in Philly on Friday. Da from the NFL, Dan Snyder's departure from the NFL is moving closer to reality. A source reports that a group led by Toronto billionaire Steve Apostolopoulos. Did I say that right? It's all Greek to me. Steve Apostolopoulos. And another group led by American businessman Josh Harris and Mitchell Rails have submitted fully financed bids to purchase the NFL's Washington Commanders. The Harris Rails group includes Basketball Hall of Famer Magic Johnson. This sports update is brought to you by Landmark Cinemas. Sign up now and see what's playing at LandmarkCinemas.com. Last minute of play today. In theaters now, Scream 6, following the latest ghost face killings, the four survivors leave Woodsboro behind and start a fresh new chapter in New York. I've seen it. It's great. Go, but if you don't like blood, don't go. And certainly don't take the kids. Well, what a wonderful show today. Thank you to Craig Button. Most of all, thank you to the... Uh, you, the viewers and listeners, for tuning in. It's not every day you get a guy of Craig Button's stature to come down and answer your questions for an hour like he did. So hope you enjoyed it. Thanks also to Arash Madani, our entire crew. And we'll see you tomorrow live here at Gray Eagle on Game Plus TV. And uh, WQEE Radio, your southern home of sports and talk. See you all. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>